Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Batwoman premieres Sunday, October 6th at 8, 7 central, and Nancy Drew premieres Wednesday, October 9th at 9, 8 central. Or stream both next day free on The CW app. Who plays Nancy Drew? Kennedy McCann. Ooh, I love when someone's name sounds like one of the titles of our episodes. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have a problem. What? What? Your okay. foot? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was like, do I open this episode talking about Demi Lovato revealing she got baptized in the Jordan River on a trip to Israel saying, I've never felt more renewed? Or do I open the episode by saying, my foot really hurts because a lamp fell on it and well, it sliced it open Yes. Talking about your foot getting sliced open is more of a Patreon co- conversation. That's true. So I feel like, honestly with respect to our patreon friends you should save it for them personal injury and emotional trauma is really saved no specifically yours (laughs) okay well then we're going to talk about someone else's personal growth and emotional fulfillment that person is demi lovato she was just in the jordan river she got baptized what we are told in sunday school you know what's wrong with being confident nothing so get baptized what's wrong with being what's wrong with being baptized in the river demi lovato could easily just suddenly become a gospel singer if she wanted to and not even have to change her repertoire i would still you know i would still listen to her I brought this up because the Kanye West album I was reading about, it was the... The one that's like supposed to be out, but it's not out yet? Yes. Joe Coscarelli wrote about it yesterday, and he was like, it's funny that no one really seems to be paying attention, and it's funny that this thing keeps being teased by him and Kim, and like it's still not out. And also, it's funny that he doesn't swear in it. There's no cursing in it. Mm. And he said that a lot of the songs were previously recorded material that were like more traditional Kanye songs that included profanity and definitely not about God and he just rewrote them to be about God. Incredible. Demi could do that. Well that's what they were doing at their um their church it their church Sundays. They'd do mm-hmm. a Kanye song but it would be about God instead of about whoever he wrote it about originally. They oh. would change the words. So it's almost like a kids bop but God, you know? <laughs> right? Like this new Kanye it's Kanye kids bop but God. What was that horrible kids bop that Lizzo? Lizzo. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent that girl or like whatever. I'm that kid. They yes. say that kid. That kid. It's that kid. Oh my god, I'm gonna put that here. Why are you great so you gotta be great? Ooh. I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm a hundred percent that kid. Even when I'm crying crazy, yeah, I got some problems. That's the human in me. Bling bling, then I saw them. That's the goddess in me. You could have Let's talk about one more piece of kind of nightmare news before we get into this episode of Who's There, which is our weekly call-in show. You can call 619-WHO-THEM and leave us questions, comments, and concerns, and we will listen to them. Oh my God, we got some good off-the-record calls this week. I know. We can't play them, though. We can't play them, but again, we love getting them. True. But before we get into that, let's talk about Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin's wedding because we got to get it out of the way. I feel like, should we save this for next week now? I'm like, should we save it for next week or and just get into this episode? Okay, maybe we'll save it for next week. You know? Should we save it for next week? Yeah, Yeah, let's save it for next week. You're right. You're right. Yeah. What is the first comment? Because we start with comments. How does my voice sound? Does my voice sound okay? You sound very, yeah, you're very, um, you're up in your register. You're up in a higher register. Yeah, well, we had kind of a giggle fit before recording. Um, (laughs) So I'm hype. (laughs) Play the Uh, comment. Okay, play the comment. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Pausing to 
today's episode, um, right after the John Stamos um, little section, because, so, admittedly, I am an adult Disney fan, um, and I don't think it's that weird to have a big Disneyland D in your backyard. Like, if I had the money, I would probably, in a backyard, I would do the same thing. Um, but what I do think is weird about this scenario, and if I'm correct, um, so John Samos and Rebecca Romain went on, like, their first date to Disneyland, and so he got the D from an auction, like, for her, basically. So initially he gave the D to Rebecca Romain for years Well, you know, they, they were married and whatnot, and now the D belongs to his new wife. So I think that's the weirdest thing of this whole scenario is that it's like this leftover D. Um, yeah, I could be wrong, but I feel like I, I feel like that's what I've heard. Um, not gonna look it up, but anyways, uh, good form Bella Thorne, Scar Joe Yummy Pop, Crunch Crunch, Women Belong in Balloons. Bye. <laughs> We got too many. There are too many sign-offs. I'm sorry. We it was like she even felt she sounded miserable going through all of them. She no, I like, like when okay, somebody does do all of them, them and they're like, "This sucks. Like, why am I doing this?" They like hear themselves midway through balloons and they're like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> we got calls from Disney calls out the ass. Disney fans. We got calls from people saying it's normal to buy big D's and put them in your backyard, which I, <laughs> you know, look. look one of our look. best friends is a Disney. Fan. And I still and love her. And if she her. had a backyard, she would put a big D in it. We understand this. No judgment. But somebody was like, "I'm proud there to is be a big Disney here. fan." I sense that you guys are anti that lifestyle. I was like, "We are just not. We just fully do not understand it." I think we are not anti the lifestyle. We're just not part of that lifestyle. Yeah. We don't live that lifestyle. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yes. Yes. And what's <laughs> yes. Ama- what's amazing about this? update which a few people gave us too apparently david copperfield owns a d he's got a big d i'm not surprised that david copperfield has a big d and also apparently john stamos has been given the d to everyone throughout his whole life because this big d has been with him for a long time not just with this newest girl he met he uh had his first date with rebecca romaine stamos the formerly of <laughs> formerly of rebecca romaine stamos at a Disneyland, at Disneyland, two months later after they met at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, and when they married in 1998, they bought the sign for thirty thousand dollars. It's it's one thing to like our friend who loves Disney. We're like, okay, that's an endearing part of your of your life, but it's just like when it's a celebrity, it's a little weird. I think. <laughs> I just it humanizes think, them in a way that I'm not comfortable with. I just think it's funny that people are like, that big D in his backyard, very <laughs> normal. Like, that's like I would have that. Also, everyone has that D. Like, everyone knows a D is there. Like, you can get the D, whatever. The D that you can see from the International Space Station? Fine. Why are you Why are you talking about this? <laughs> I just love... Literally, like, some, Russians, some Russian astronaut is eating his space food, looking, looking at the down D. at the D, and he's like, oh, we've completed another orbit. There's I the D. I just... I'm shocked that this D is is left over. It's literally inherited D. Like it is not even. It's offensive. And the new wife, whose name I already forgot, Kaylin I will McKe- not look up right now. Kaylin McHugh. Kay- <laughs> Kaylin. 
Kaylin. Kaylin McHugh or something. She should have been like, absolutely not. I you don't know want I love Disney, but you have to get rid of this D. You can get me an identical D, but I will not have this D that is tainted with the love of Rebecca Romaine. Okay? It's true, though. It's like, it's truly. It shows like... a little. It does show. I will. No, actually, you know what? I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. It shows you a are. sort of a maturity, though, that maybe I do respect Kaylin and me. I respect Kayla McHugh. Oh, she, you're saying she's mature. Kayla McHugh. I respect her. She's Kayla McHugh. He was, he was probably like, baby, I'll get you a new D. I'll get you another big D. Have like, mercy Why? on my D. And she's like, babe, I know that you've moved on. You, I'm, I'm your future now. She's your past. It's fine. And yet Ugh. they both were Disney heads. Weird that we didn't wow, know I'm that fully, about Wow, I've done my 180. I love that they have this old D. <laughs> I mean... I feel like it says John good Stamos, promising things about their relationship. New, old D's can learn new tricks, you know? <laughs> and you say, uh, I never know the, I never, you say, I never know them, but I knew that one. You rarely know them, but you've got that old one. D, <laughs> old D's can n- learn new tricks. Can we move on, please? Next call. Hi, Lacey and Bobby. This is Jamie. I'm just calling to tell you about another good settlement between a who and a business. Uh, the Postal Service, the Supergroup Band, was in a lawsuit with the United States Postal Service at the height of their popularity, and eventually the lawsuit was dropped in exchange for the Postal Service Band doing a performance for the Postal Service uh, mail system, and also the USPS website was selling the CD for the Postal Service Band in their web store as part of the settlement. Uh, me and Greece. Such a good call by Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> I didn't know this. This is really funny. So they released the Postal Service this album because they recorded the album like back and forth in the mail. Yeah. And, like Jamie said, they're a super group. Like the Postal Service isn't a real. It was just like these. It was Ben Gibbard and his friend. They sent their uh, tapes, CDs back and forth in the mail. Then it was an album. They called the Postal Service because they sent it to the Postal Service. The Postal Service sent them a cease and desist that was like, uh, 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 we're the Postal Service and we have a trademark. And they were like, oh no, what are we going to do? And they were like, here's a deal. And the deal was as Jamie I like said it was. that the Postal Service gave them a deal that is as like friendly as I imagine like dealings on at the Postal Service go. They're like, well, I guess we don't need any money, but what we would love was a performance. <laughs> and then like, there are all these postal service carriers and like people at like HQ are getting like the postal service performing them and they're like we don't want th- like what is this like no thank you <laughs> I'm trying to think of like every postal service song that like well you know there's such great heights which is which is poppin could easily be a good like postal service commercial song from the early 2000s that would make sense you would want like, over oh, a jingle yeah, like a jingle. Then you, it's playing such great heights, and you see like the postal service planes flying and they're waving. Yeah, I mean, they something. do go through such great heights to get you your mail. Yeah, and then, but then they could do like sad ones. What do you think the best postal service song would be for a postal service jingle in the year 2019 when the postal service is kind of like wobbly? It's like on wobbly legs. Well, such great heights could keep its name, and it could be about like how the postal service goes through such great heights to like get you your mail. Also, you know, like that could be one. Mm-hmm. How about like Brand New Colony could like be rewritten to be about like efficiency or something? Maybe oh, nothing better that. and pre- maybe nothing better parentheses than getting your mail parentheses. <laughs> right? Don't you think that'd be good? Nothing better parentheses than getting your mail parentheses. <laughs> that song starts with somebody please call a surgeon who can crack my ribs or repair this broken heart. <laughs> 
that you're deserting for better company. Ooh, that you're deserting for a better company, like Postal Service. The Postal Service. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. What about, what about Recycled Air? It could be like a love song to the Postal Service. Okay. From the Postal Service, where it's like the Postal Service in bed with the U.S. Postal Service, and they're so in love, and they're really happy, and okay. they just like stay under the sheets, breathing recycled air because they're in love. <laughs> okay, well that's the like, actual song, but it's you. It's like it about I love no, service. and though you wouldn't have to change the lyrics. I love the Postal Service so much that I'm willing to like snuggle with them and spoon them in the sheets. <laughs> I think it should be brand new colony, but it's about when the Postal Service. It's about. Using the postal, we all use the postal service. If the postal service did more ads for the postal service right now, you bet your ass, Zoe Deschanel and Jonathan Scott would suddenly start doing ads for like FedEx. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be, like, they'd get the like because their competition would go to them, and they'd be like, "This is hot right now. We're not sure why, but like we need you guys. You're the only two other ones <laughs> who resemble the postal service for this ad because this ad would be huge, huge." I'd start using the postal service again. You use it. You don't use I it. I love the postal service. Well, I don't go to the post office. I go to the third party post office because the actual post office sucks. Right. You got to go to a third party post office. Stop. <laughs> the U.S. Postal Service offices are terrible. Okay. Um, okay, we moving can't. on. We have to move on. Hey guys, uh, long time, long time, live in Massachusetts, so a little a little bit more about the Ben Shattuck family, um, who actually are very, very rich, and they live in Dartmouth, Massachusetts, um, not in the woods, um, and he's the curator for his mother's gallery, um, and he's also is, you know, a writer and painter and very talented, but... Jenny Slate's definitely not going to be uh, slumming it in the woods with him. His family probably has more money uh, than hers. So good job, Jenny Slate. Thanks. Bye. I always assume that art people have a, have some some money. It's obvious in hindsight. Like, you know, it's one of, we just yes. we live in a society where you got to be rich if you're going to devote yourself to art and kind of get by okay, you know? Well, I'm going to spin this to be like, I think people are like, he's rich. So like, that's whatever, like it's bad or something like, but my take on it is that it's really good for their relationship because when you are famous and you make your, and you make money and you're doing really well, you don't want somebody to like use you necessarily exactly, or, or, and so by him having his own money, it actually makes their relationship like make more sense to me, even though like, obviously that's not why. Which can explain a lot of celebrity relationships. Like, they want to date someone who's not a celebrity, right? Because that's too right. much. But, but they, they don't also want to date someone who's yeah. independently rich so they right. don't have to worry about mooching. Exactly. So and you go to the yeah. art world. And I didn't think, like, they were going to, like, live in the woods. I mean, um, that island, Cuddy Hunk, has, like, 10 people living on it total. Like, Jenny Slate gave, like, the commencement speech for, like, one woman's oh, that gra- one high girl's school graduation school or, or whatever. Yeah. So obviously, you know, they probably I didn't know who she was. Yeah. We got a anonymous source, a very friendly source of ours said uh texted us that Ben Shattuck's family is so rich that even his that his parents didn't even work. 
like it's it's, it's, it's old it's money old, that has old, been old in this family. Money. Yeah, it's old, old, old money. And, Good you know, for Jenny Slate. If you have a lot of money, doing art <clears throat> is not the worst thing you could do with it. So you know, I'm not like tom- too mad at the Shattuck family or whatever. Right? Next call. I mean, there shouldn't be billionaires, but let's maybe no. But not I mean, like if you have all this money. Doing art stuff is like the you know doing good stuff. It's pretty yeah. harmless, you know. Yeah, he's supporting Jenny Slate. <laughs> Whatever. Supporting Jenny Slate's okay. career, yeah, totally. Okay, nice let's call. move on to questions. Ooh, questions. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, this is your deranged listener who keeps calling about the Mass Singer. Um, unfortunately, I am not calling to talk about her today. Uh, but I recently saw that the UK is doing a celebrity edition of X Factor. I'm just a little confused because I looked at the list of celebrities and the only people I could identify were Kevin McHale, who played Artie on Glee, um, David Hasselhoff's daughter, and Ricky Lake, who already proved that she could sort of sing when she lost the mass Singer. Um, wasn't really sure if these were people trying to prove that they can sing or people who are already established singers just trying to make some publicity for themselves. Um, just wanted to know your thoughts. Crunch, crunch. Women do belong in balloons. This is a very strange thing that's happening, but a really good idea, and America should take it immediately. It's so strange. It is the X Factor, as we all know and love the X Factor, but it's celebrities, and they're singing. I mean, we always do celebrity. We always end up putting celebrities on our reality shows. Like, if we have a reality show, we're like, celebrity reality show, you know? Yeah, but I think when they're on Big Brother House, they're just sort of behaving in the way we expect them to behave, right? They're not, like, doing any Well, they have... When they're dancing, they're not... uh, You're just, like, a body, right? Like, we see all these people dance. It's not necessarily, like, wow, what... I'm impressed by their skill. They're just learning a very specific thing. I think what you're trying to say is is that singing is more of like an innate ability. And yeah, there's more of a talent there. Is that there could be a hidden singer in in a celebrity. A masked singer. Well, sure. But like actually somebody who doesn't realize that they're, or no, who knows that they're a good singer, but hasn't quite been famous for it. Who's always been like, because yeah. like being on the masked singer and then this like Ricky Lake is, it means that Ricky Lake really thinks that she can Wants sing. To sing. And yes. it's like, I want to sing. So And I think that there's a there's it there's more vulnerability to singing in front of an audience than there is like to dancing, you know? Also I, don't know. Like, I mean it's more exciting to see like, oh, um Martin Bashir is gonna dance, whatever. Martin Bashir is gonna sing. I wanna hear his voice. Well there's you know? it's also one of those things where for dancing with the stars you can kind of predict who might do well. You're like, oh, they're athletic, like they'll learn the choreography really fast and they're able to like pick up on the like subtleties of dance. Mm-hmm. But for X Factor for singing, you really have no idea who's gonna do well. Like it's just not I'm surprised this is is this because the X Factor is like originally from the UK that they're getting it before us, like X Factor celebrity? That's my that's my and they guess. have so better any, celebrities any sort than of, we do, let's be honest. Any sort of adjustments to the formula have to happen in the home country, you know, the home right, market. Right. And then if it works, then it'll like start expanding across all the other markets. Also I would apparently it's just replacing X Factor. Like completely. They'd done this before, I guess. It says uh, in 2006, the X Factor Battle of the Stars featured contestants Chris Moyles, Paul Daniels, and Debbie who? McGee. I don't know who any of those people yeah. are. 
Um, and they haven't done it in 13 years. So this is a big deal. So this Let's year, go through who they are. So they have a bunch of people from Love Island, which I'm obsessed with, including the guy who's dating um, Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna's daughter, I.L. Booker, mm-hmm. and Zara McDermott, who we've talked about a lot before. Remember, she like... She she used to date someone. Wes Nelson, he's was on the season I saw. And then um, Samara Mighty, who was also on a season that I saw. I'm telling you, these people, they like float in and out of your brain. Like, I forget. I, we've talked about each of them, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But it, do, it does not include the girl who stole the hamster. She, no, she would never be allowed on this. No, she also doesn't want to sing. So they're going to be... What's weird is that they're going to be a super group. So like, these aren't even people separately they don't even let them go on the show separately they're like if you want to go yeah. on the show you have to be in a group which is yeah because that's how that's how x factor works because some people are soloists some people are group like that's right. how little but then they group them because up they run the X-Men. then we yes. have colin edwards who are who are they they're from one of them is an actor right one is strictly come dancing dancer and one has been on Hollyoaks. so a dancer okay. and a, a dancer and a and an, an actor, actor. Cool, and then cool. we have max and henry who we've talked about before remember Ugh. them i think we may have cut talking about max and henry really? i hope we did i'm not sure they're the musically identical they twins were musically who stands. became famous I mean, in literally stars. 2015 and then never again and they have their own cbbc show what the f- they have a cbbc show so they clearly want to be like famous they want to pivot into singing okay fine then we have my favorite part a super group my of influencers. favorite group is just like five women from instagram they're calling themselves V5. V5, influencer and bloggers. Sophia, Alondra, Laura, Wendy, Natalie. Like, literally no last names <laughs> on here. We have no clue who these women could be. You don't need them. When you're a super group, the first name speaks for themselves. Right. It speaks for so itself. So this is a little bit disturbing because it is. I don't recognize any of them. Do you? No. Okay. Then you have three extremely hunky rugby players. So hunky. Uh, who are calling themselves TriStar. Uh, too hunky. Can't even. I like how. How is this even gonna work? Too hot. It's too They're hunky. so hot. Okay, moving on. We have Ricky. A Lake. hunky rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you have. This was really funny. The overs and the unders. I know. What does it's, that mean? I think it's like. I don't know. Like, uh, like uh, older people and younger people. Is that what it means? Maybe. Well, maybe because that's how it's actually split up. So then you have the soloists, and they're the older soloists who are Ricky Lake. Who we all know and love, or who we all know. From then the Mass Singer. Jenny Ryan, who's the only one who gets AKA the Vix. She's the only one who gets AKA. But um, there's Jenny Ryan, who is like a famous uh, talk show host in the UK, apparently. She's a she famous, hosts, like, she's a master TV quiz quizzer. Yeah, see, that's yeah. like so British. It's so UK. Yeah. Those quiz shows. She was then on uh, The Weakest Link, which we did have in the United States. Martin Bashir um, is the most wild one here. Never forget him. I, I for would say his... best known for in the U in the U S for interviewing Michael Jackson. Yes, no, obviously the iconic Michael Jackson interview where he's like uh, Martin, I'm in a tree. You know, remember that whole scene? Yes, yes, of course. He's and then like, there's Victoria yeah. Ekonoye, who I did, had never heard of, but she's an actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then there are the young people. Let's save the best for last. Um, Megan McKenna, who I whose face I recognize. She's sort of an Ellie Goulding esque face. Only way is Essex. She is a reality star. X on yes. the beach. Then we Haley have Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff's daughter. Talk- <laughs> yes. Who, um, really? Does she do stuff? Because this bio is it says, weak. It's as best known for her role in ABC Family's Huge. It's like, bitch, she's best known for being David Hasselhoff's daughter. Well, true. Okay. Then we have a soap star named um, Laby, Johnny Laby, mm-hmm. Johnny Laby, and, and then there's. Kevin McHale. Uh, why is Glee. Kevin McHale doing? We he's know a, he can he's sing. A, yeah, he's like still releasing music. I just interviewed him for 
the Netflix podcast. I know. So is he's really and desperate he's a, to I think he's, broaden. I think he's very dedicated to this like new stage in his singing career. Right, because he released and songs and he did videos where he was music. like yeah, sexy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm a sexy singer now. It's already got hot, you know? But I got to say, like, it's very smart to, like, mm-hmm. try and, like, internationalize yourself so like oh, this yeah. could open up a lot of doors I think for this him is a, i think this is this is gonna this could work for him like if but he then wins the last this, person here he could tour the uk whenever and then the last oh, person jesse j wishes he and jesse j biggest stars in in, in countries any that hemisphere that have never heard they're, of them <laughs> they're the biggest stars in any hemisphere that doesn't include the united states okay go for it olivia olsen who at first last glance you moves. might not recognize but at maybe fifth gl- glance if you're bobby <laughs> You'd be like, whoa, is that the girl from Love Actually? And the answer is yes, it is. And I know saying the girl from Love Actually is hard because there's 100,000 girls in Love Actually. But I mean, literally the young girl in Love Actually who sings All I Want for Christmas is You uh, and falls in love with. Oh my God, she's going to sing it. The guy who ended up being in Game of Thrones. Yes, she's going to sing that song. Of course she is. She's going to sing it. I always hated her rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You in that movie. Wow. Because she's trying too hard. You can tell she has like a very good voice. Right. She's no, doing kid stars. Kid stars this. always get that. Oh, the worst. Yeah. I'm gonna try and watch this. I'm not sure how, but I'm gonna try and watch this at least one episode. There's always a way. There's always a way. Next call. All I want for Christmas is you. The top of this ad copy says Aura pronounced Aura, but what it should say is Aura pronounced like Rita, because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just we're Aura. We're quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce Aura. <laughs> Let yeah, me tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts, because we've both been giving Aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. never because Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, guys. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I'm calling to let you know that apparently Erica Mena and Safari are um, pregnant. So I really want you guys to talk about this, even though you guys never talk about Black Hoops, because this couple is so funny to me, because nobody thought that they were ever going to last this long. Everybody thought it was literally just a couple for love and hip-hop, but now they're getting married, and apparently they're having a baby. They're both most famous for being somebody's ex. Um, please talk about them. They're so weird. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Love you. Bye. I think we talk about Black Who's some, but we could definitely talk about Black Who's more. Yeah. And I think that some of the issue that here is that we don't watch Love and Hip Hop. And I think we talked about these two getting together maybe when there was like drama with their exes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. But maybe it got cut. Was it boring? I don't remember. If we don't remember it, we usually cut it. But the thing is, is that these two people thought like we're never going to last. Safari is Nikki's ex, like longtime ex that people were like, he wrote her raps like TBD. I don't know if that ends up being true. And then, Shitting on him. And then Eric Mina. I'm shitting on him. <laughs> you love that. Safari Samuels, 
eternally iconic for writing a song about shitting on him. <laughs> but like, did he? He was always the producer, like a co-writer on her song. He wrote. He, yeah, he was. He co-wrote so many of her songs. Yeah, yeah. He wrote shitting on him. You think? He no. That's that's official. That's an official. Really? Credit. Yeah. And Erica Mina's funny because it's like you look up to see what she's known for and she's known for love and hip hop. But I'm like, how did she get on love and hip hop? And the answer is like, just she was a model like she was in music yeah. videos and stuff. She's a music video person. Yeah. Love and hip hop is one of those shows that was never supposed to be the successful. Yeah. Was never supposed to be the successful. My little insider information of when I worked at VH1 and love and hip hop premiered. They were like, we really don't want to do this anymore because they were trying to pivot away from reality. Oh, I remember that. They were trying period. to move into scripted. I remember that. And they were like, so this is all we have. We're just going to have this love and hip hop. And then their scripted shows were flops, but everyone started flocking towards love and hip hop. And they were like, God damn it. And then that woman, Mona, was there and she was like, oh, what? It was a success. And she was like, I can make a hundred more of these. Right, and like, they were like, give me Fine. a gajillion dollars. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, no. So love and hip hop is this thing that like it's VH1 so never expected to be as popular as it was. And then it was and they were like well we didn't get the pivot we wanted but this works for us let's just make a hundred of them it's fucked up that they were gonna do that like they were like our audience loves this shit so we're gonna take it away from them to make shit that we think that we want to be known for like well it was they up. they were trying to catch up with like the early golden age of television where they were like everyone's doing scripted now reality right. is over but reality's never gonna be over you know it's too cheap. Right. And also, like, Mona Scott's a genius. Like, let yes. her like let her flex. Like, let her do what she wants. This is interesting to me because Safari Samuels is Nicki Minaj's longtime ex, and he's getting pregnant before she is. Wow, that's rude. Kind of interesting. I'm sorry, but, like, you know, that's her whole thing right now is, like, I'm retiring to have a family. And, like, he swoops mm-hmm. in as, like, I'm pregnant. You know, like, very. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's a little shady. It's a little shady. So they're engaged. There's a um let me let me play this. Click this video here. It's really, really funny. The shade room um, video. Yeah. Watch how many times he rubs her stomach. I'm gonna pl- play the audio. It's a big deal. <laughs> Very big deal. I didn't know I was capable of doing this, but I'm excited. Do I look fat? I can't believe how slim your face still is. Thank you, but do I look fat? I just no. said thank you. Your stomach is just round. He's learning, guys. He keeps talking about how his dogs are giving, how his dogs give birth. But she's like, he doesn't know the difference between a baby's birth and a dog's birth. <laughs> they like seem like they're a cute couple, to be honest. A lot of people just thought they were together for like clout. This, I think, is kind of changing people or they're swaying them. I mean, like any reality show, Love and Hip Hop is like notorious for inventing drama for the sake of its show. Yeah. Um, and I would say even more so than Real Housewives, Love and Hip Hop is openly very into this yes. like all that stuff with Jocelyn and Stevie J mm-hmm. like Stevie J all that drama like all that seemed extremely manufactured so the moment you throw a baby into the mix you're like oh wait like anyone can get engaged anyone can get married because you can just get divorced but a baby like really throws the anchor down you know you're like oh okay she used to date Bow Wow I think that's like how when she was on first was on the show she was dating mm-hmm. Bow Wow or with Bow Wow my favorite thing that I found because they weren't really together all that long before they got engaged as far as I can tell they really only started dating in 2018 and then it was on the show and then they got engaged in December of 2018 but when the rumors were first coming out it was like 
Erica Mina and Safari Samuels are rumored to be dating. And there's this story from In Touch that says Erica Mina fuels rumors that she's dating Safari Samuels with new PDA snap. And I was like, what's this PDA snap that is fueling rumors that they're dating? Because like, what could this possibly be? Right. And this is the PDA snap, Lindsay. I'm texting it to you. Okay. Could they be dating, Lindsay? If you saw this, would you be like, are they dating? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, they look like they're just friends. It's Safari in a pool holding... Her- Erica, like he's he, she's straddling him, like she's he's holding her up, and her and his hands are fully over her ass, like on just his, like like digging in she's there. She's wearing a bathing suit, but like he's it's he's just got one hand on each cheek, and like the camera just sees him nuzzling into her neck and holding both her ass cheeks. So I feel like this is not two friends. <laughs> you can't get more confirmation than this, right? It's like and it was like, oh, are right. they? And apparently they're getting married next week and VH1 is going to be taping it, it seems, obviously. Why wouldn't they? And that's funny because, you know what? It proves that people care more about the fucking love and hip hop people than they do the fucking Bachelor people because we just went through the whole thing where ABC is not interested in doing those weddings anymore because they don't get ratings. Guess which reality stars people actually care about? Love, love and hip hop people. Stars. I mean, also like the Bachelor people are a little bit fleeting. They come and go, and these guys mm-hmm. have been around on this show for a long time, right? This is serious. Look at the hands all over that ass. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if like one of our friends, if we had a friend, and you're like, I think like he's dating so and so, and it's like, well, how do you know that? And I sent you this picture, and I was like, I, what do you think? And you're like, I don't know. I don't think Maybe. they're dating. It I don't know. It could, could go Bobby, either that way. doesn't prove anything. Bobby, you're speculating. It could go either way, you know, even though this picture looks like they're literally about to have sex. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're dating. <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. Okay. Next call. We got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing, and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots Huge. On the line dancing Huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacovas is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets the perfect jeans performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted they believe in western for all and you can feel that when you go into their stores when you walk in you'll be greeted like family i saw them do it to the girlies from the real house of the potomac it seemed like they were being greeted like family you'll be offered a boot shine and a drink yes even the hard stuff if you prefer and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. 
Hi. Wow, I'm yawning. Wait, we should leave that in. I'm yawning. Oh, my God. Do you need some sleep? Did you sleep well last night? Or did you sleep too well last night? I, that's the thing is like the yawn usually means you haven't slept well. But sometimes I think the yawn means like the sleep was too bang was too banging. <laughs> too banging. <laughs> On your Helix mattress? My bed is like my sanctuary, as you know. And it's really because of my sheets for one, obviously my pillows for two, but mostly for my mattress. Mostly my mattress. Mm-hmm. Because my bed is like mattress? made exactly for me because I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a mattress because I, you know, I wanted something that felt the way that I wanted to feel. I think I like a medium. I sleep on my side. Yeah, I sleep on my side and my stomach. Same. But I have a, I have a, I have a mattress on the firmer side, which I love. I like But there's a, soft, a little bit of a softness to it. It's I like a softness, a soft, but I like it's also sinking firm. in. I like sinking into the mattress, you know? But that's fine. We all sleep differently. And that's why Helix has so many different mattresses to choose from. They're personalized. They're shipped straight to your door, free of charge. They offer a 100-night free trial. And they offer a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new mattress. But if you don't want to take our word for it, our many, many words for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I just need to know more about Lenny Kravitz's missing glasses. Has anyone emailed him? Did anyone find them? Did he get them back? Do we think that they're actually stolen? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's so funny that you made an email <laughs> address for his classes. So anyway, if you could find out more about that, I would love to know. All right. Crunch, crunch. Good form, Bell Thorin. Bye. Did you see this? What? This Kravitz glasses at gmail.com. Yeah, so Lenny Kravitz <laughs> tweeted, I'm missing a pair of sunglasses after my show in LA at the Shrine this weekend. They are incredibly sentimental to me. They are vintage and they belong to a family member. Hoping to get them back. No questions asked. Any information, please email kravitzglasses at gmail.com. <laughs> like, this isn't funny at all until we get to kravitzglasses at gmail.com. And also the fact that he definitely screenshotted, like, photos of himself on Getty, like, wearing these glasses oh, yeah. that he apparently wears a lot. Um, I have not emailed that email. I feel like it's irresponsible of me to even discuss this because I haven't done my research. I'll email it right now but and I then did, we'll see what happens. I did like look around on Twitter to see if any stories were updated with him having found the glasses. I looked too. There's nothing. There's nothing. Like the glasses are still if, at large. If those glasses are found, Lenny Kravitz is good enough on social media. He will let us know. I want him to tell us. I want the update. I think about it like a good amount you know and like oh lenny did lenny find glasses. his glasses they're a who they're a who, these lenny glasses. kravitz them lenny kravitz them absolutely lenny kravitz them no but question. these glasses are a who and they're lost see you you responded did you find them yet you you have a typo Lindsay. did you find them yet lenny <laughs> i always typo but i just i followed up because i had tweeted about it a few times and then i just wanted to know and no one's answering me no one's answering me. We just had hundreds of homes flooded here in Kingwood, Texas. Most people lost everything. And sunglasses are your biggest problem? Sorry, Charlie. That's like what tweeting is like these days. <laughs> um, so Lenny's, Kra- Lenny's Kravitz are missing. And I just wanted to remind everyone something about Lenny Kravitz is that remember when his D fell out of his pee? Of course. His D, he's D popped out of the pee. That was like the Out of most, his leather pants. We, that was the most crazy thing that we honestly... Did not care about enough. We like. Do you remember what year? No. What year? 2015. The forgotten year 2015. 
was it because it was 2015? The forgotten year. We're like, all this stuff happened and we didn't treasure it. What else? I don't know, because I forgot it. (laughs) Okay. It's funny that we were like, Lenny Kravitz, giant scarf. Ah!" And then like his (laughs) dick literally came out of his pants mid-performance. And everybody was like, moving on. You know, like, I know we cared a little, but we did not care enough. I mean, the dick popped out. It and was he didn't crazy. even, and he acknowledged the dick was there. He was like, it was a little cold today. Sorry. His, and also, his dick is, his dick is pierced. It was like a true show that his dick Oh, gave. yeah. It had like a, it had like a pierce, um, a pierce on the top. On the top, like above the shaft. Mm hmm. He pe- right? Yeah, he pierced the top. There are nude photos that are of Lenny Kravitz out there. He modeled for them. So you can see, if you want to like see the D, you can see the D. Oh, that's good. With his permission. The D is there. The photos. Like, they're not like illicit photos. This isn't his Disney sign. This is his dick. <laughs> Just no, to not, confirm. Not the sign that he has of the D. Lenny Kravitz's, not- <laughs> Lenny Kravitz's penis fell Sorry, out of well, his pants. Well, now that we just keep calling everything the not D. Not his giant Disneyland D. I feel like the listeners were confused until we, like, we have to let them know. Unlike John Stamos, Lenny Kravitz is bringing the actual D versus the D in his yes. backyard that is belongs to a yes. Disney sign from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, now we know. Yeah, so never forget the time that Lenny Kravitz's D popped out of his pants mid-performance. Um, it was a funny little moment. 2015, the last year. He just crouched and they, like, how do pants rip like that? When pants rip, they rip on the butt. They, they're they incredible. These these leather pants ripped right through the crotch and his D just fell out. Did you see the interview with him after this happened? And they were like, did it teach you a lesson? And he's like, well, I'm not wearing underwear now, if that's your question. <laughs> he's like, I'm still not going to start wearing underwear. I know. It's like, even like your, even your D literally coming out in the most like storybook embarrassing way will not stop Lenny Kravitz from wearing from not wearing underwear hi I just called about Satari Khalsa ignore it who cares I actually googled her a little bit um just because I couldn't help myself and the best headline is Brad Pitt and her sat together so maybe they're dating as like a joke that one's great but I looked her up anyways and you should read about her she's very odd I can't get into it and think about it all by myself right now, but thought Harry Kalsa, a, a bit of a hole to fall into. Okay, crunch, crunch. Uh, bye-bye. Who is Brad Pitt's new maybe girlfriend, <laughs> Sat Hari Kalsa? So let's just actually Hi. go back for one sec. The last time okay. we thought Brad Pitt had a girlfriend, that MIT professor, it turned out that she was literally married. And <laughs> and then she I was, was like, involved. I'm back with my husband. And then she was like, oops, I'm like involved with Jeffrey Epstein also. Like, yikes, 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 yikes. So Brad Pitt, I feel like, has this thing where he meets people and gets interested in their weird lives. And maybe that doesn't mean that they're actually dating like this MIT professor. Yeah. You know, that weird, we all thought. Like women, artsy, artsy, smart, beauty and brains women. Um, oh, the original beauty and brains. Yeah, I think I think Neri Oxman was the original beauty and brains. She really yes. was. She was. So Sadhari Khalsa is the latest beauty and brains. Uh, actually, brains. She's actually. Brains, um, are, she's brains actually are unclear. Beauty and spirituality. <laughs> Beauty and, uh, uh, what is it? Beauty and soul. Beauty and soul. Beauty and soul. Sure. Satari Khalsa is, um, a jewelry designer. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, this woman is actually out of her mind. Like, I love her. 
I love her in a good and way. And it says she's a spiritual guru, and I did my best to research like her spiritual guru practice because you know when you have to search because he's she, she was first seen with him in 2018 so i was like okay i have to search google for her pre-september 2018 for like instances of her life like before. that don't involve brad pitt yeah and there's very little like i haven't really even seen much to back up the fact that she's a spiritual guru and if she is she's not like public facing maybe she does it privately you have to know someone to like get involved with her as a spiritual guru or like whatever a, hol- a holistic healer couldn't find anything about that she kind her of most- reminds me of like of a woman who went to india once and then like came back and was like here we go but, you know but she, she she did she went to india once but she stayed there a really long time and she went there as a kid okay because guess what sadhari calls his name is probably something like lindsey weber know, jessica mccartney <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This woman is straight up from Massa fucking shit. No, I know. This, so her name's moved. like his her name's like Deborah or something like that, you know? <laughs> Deborah McDonald. She's Deborah McDonald from Rockport. <laughs> no, yeah, she's literally from Rockport. So she, Deborah McDonald, I don't know what her real name is. She moved to India when she was a kid. She stayed there until she was 18. Her mom was very into like spiritualism and so she fell into that whole thing too and since then her name has been Sadhari Khalsa I assume she's extremely rich number one because her family like lived abroad for a long time Mm -hmm. like white American people living in India for a really long time in like the 70s and 80s they're probably rich right okay or just like very uh, counterculture yeah like like you could if the mom is out here practicing yoga all day and the kid is like in school, the dad is definitely really, really rich. Okay. You know, the dad's making some money. A definite guess, yes. Shades of colonialism in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was spotted with him. This is when it gets really weird, though. Last year at this benefit for the Conservatory of Music, the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music, thrown by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. She has a relationship to the Red Hot Chili Peppers because in the 90s or the early 2000s, she helped Anthony Kiedis through his addiction to uh, heroin by pumping him up with ozone. So there's an article that says like the substance that she injects, he says the subject that she injects into my bloodstream is ozone, a wonderful smelling gas that has been used legally in Europe for years to treat everything from strokes to cancer. Yike. He wrote in his book, I immediately researched the topic and found an herbal regimen that would cleanse my liver and eradicate the hepatitis. He got hepatitis C from... Um, needle use I think needles, yes. yeah and I don't think he cured himself with ozone but the point is is that <laughs> this woman was the one who hung out with them and injected them with ozone and they became really good friends this was flea brought her on the tour to do the ozone therapy <laughs> oh my god yeah. so that is that is the extent of the holistic healing like public record but i assume that because flea recommended her to anthony that like she's well known in like certain circles of like people in la with a lot of money who want holistic stuff done you know right call sadhari Kalsa. she'll fill you up with ozone the way that anthony kiedis describes her in his book is really interesting it says um she looks like a female version of flea with the same gap tooth smile the same shape of face the same color eyes the same little pug nose she's maternal and she's warm and she's loving she's unassuming a complete breath of fresh air and female energy i didn't mean sexual energy at least not for me for me she's like a sister and a mother and a caretaker and a nurse all in one so another way to read this is a lot like the um Remember the the woman Ben Affleck was dating, quote unquote dating, after Lindsay shook us and everyone was like, no, it's his fucking like sponsor. Yeah. It's someone who works at the rehab who's like there to, you know, support him and watch him. Mm-hmm. 
there's a very good chance that this woman who has been spotted publicly with Brad Pitt twice in the past 12, 13 months might just be some sort of like support system I and mean, maybe he's, he's getting an ozone injection. But also you know? he's a spiritual guy. So he's it's a just, spiritual guy. He's also struggling with addiction. That like that he met her a year ago and now there are rumors like they just were seen again together and they were seen again. So right. at first there were rumors in September after this red hot chili pepper thing and it was like they were just spotted at this event. There are just photos of them talking. He talked to a lot of people at this event. Everyone can chill. Then this month, they're literally on the cover of Us Weekly together, but not actually together. She's in a call-out photo. And it says, Yes, I'm in love again. Meet the woman who saved Brad. After a secret romance with Charlize Theron, that didn't happen. Ends, Brad Pitt falls in love with the girl next door. Okay, who has this girl next door also? This girl is not next door to me. Is she next door to you? No, absolutely not. Who's it's just giving weird to me. ozone injections next door? It's just weird to me that this is the cover of Us. Like, this feels like a very star or, like, in-touch cover. And, like, here it is on the cover of Us Weekly. Yes, I'm in love. Meet the woman who saved Brad. Like, when it comes to Brad Pitt, do we just, like, lose our fucking minds? And everything he does do. is just like can be is a lie. Yeah, and now he's having a bit of a renaissance because he might win an Oscar this year. Right. I just feel like Us Weekly, which normally I'm not saying Us Weekly is like this journalistic pinnacle, but they usually try and not have stuff that's completely insane and photoshopped on their covers, which is like what other what a lot of the other magazines yeah, do. And they didn't from Photoshop people. it here. No, well, they didn't do anything. It just took a picture of him and they put a picture of her next to it. If you told me that they were actually dating, I would believe you. But I feel like I'm leaning towards like she's she's really just acting as like, a spiritual been burned advisor slash life coach, like whatever. It made sense that he was also dating the MIT professor, but he don't, I don't think that he was. We've been burned before, so we're a little bit we're a little bit sensitive, we're a little bit cynical. But I, you yeah. know, if you were like he's dating a spiritual guru, I'd be like, sure, totally amazing. But is he dating this spiritual guru? <laughs> if you told me he's dating the spiritual guru. I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I can see it. But if you said this woman is filling him up with ozone twice a day, I'd be like, absolutely, I believe it. I believe that more. I believe that more. I believe that a lot and more also, than an actual And also, he came thing. out with a report that he wasn't dating her. But you can't believe any of that. The thing is, like, if you can't believe one, you can't believe any of them. I mean, it's funny because the person who said that he wasn't dating her, he saw them at, like, they went to a party together for Ad Astra. Like, they went out together. So yes. that does point to something else. At the Flicks after party, quote, she was with another girlfriend. She was talking to Brad. Uh, exactly. But at no point during the party did there appear to be an obvious PDA or any indication that they were romantic. That's why, that's why I'm leaning towards... Injections. They're just ozone. ozone buds. They're ozone They're buds. ozone buds. They just hang out. They do some ozone. <laughs> talk about some planets. <laughs> they do some o. Ad Astra. Some o. She talks about, you know, whatever, spiritualism. She's the only person who, like, gives him the, the real truth. She's like, you know what? The blunt. I didn't love Ad Astra. It's He's boring. like, no, that's fine. It's kind of boring. But what's weird bored. is that her jewelry line is like 89% Jennifer Aniston worn. I know. I'm glad. You... So weird. Her jewelry line, which is whatever. It looks like everyone's jewelry line I know. these days. It looks like something you it's just buy it like on the side of the road. Thin, yeah. long stuff, whatever. Her favorite client, you can tell because it's the client that she uses more than any other celebrity who wears jewels in her Instagram feed by a power of like 12 there are so many Jennifer well, Aniston photos on her grid. Jennifer Aniston wore this like a body chain. And I think mm-hmm. it was like it got, was a big deal because it was so sexy. And that outfit, like they were like best dressed list that year. Like everyone Which was obsessed with that also makes me year. think if this woman is and so obsessed chain. with Jennifer Aniston and that they're like family friends from them back from when Brad and Jen were together. They've known this woman for a long time. And like 
he just like is reconnecting Maybe. with her as a friend. It's just funny that Jennifer is still involved in some way. She's the muse. Imagine dating someone whose muse is your ex. Sure. Weird. Yeah. I guess that's actually not that troubling. <laughs> it's just weird all the, the interconnection. Like it makes it would make perfect sense if they were dating. It would make perfect sense if they weren't. That's how I feel. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, now we're gonna play a game of who or them. Dan, Dan Lazy, who or them? Crunch, crunch. I feel like there was a cat screaming in the background. Yeah. Dan Levy, who or them? One, two, three. Who? who? Yeah. No. But, not yet. But like, but but you know, a lot of people love him. Maybe they see oh, his. Sure. They know what he him. looks like, and you know. Kelly Pickler, good form Bellator. Uh, one, two, three. Who? Country them. Country them, sure. But like... I think broadly who, definite right? Definite who. Yeah, I mean... She has one of those names that I'm like, you. it's a famous name, but I always but forget like, what she is. Can you name a Kelly Pickler song? Put a knife to my throat right. and I will not be able to Same. name a word in a, in a Kelly Pickler song. Same. And you know country songs and I know some. Like, yeah. the fact that we can't name like, one Kelly Pickler song. Is she from American Idol? Like, who even yeah, is she? Yeah, she won American Idol and then... Uh, um, she won? And then she like went into country. She won. No, she finished in sixth place. Yeah, it was like she did not win. The winner, the winners don't become successful. Unless the runners up do. Kelly Clarkson, who, oh my god, I saw a clip of Kelly Clarkson singing "Walking on Broken Glass" on her show, and I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life." I watched part of her so show good. yesterday. It was one of the last segments. It was like a human interest oh, segment. Was, and I was like, I can't oof. do this. Those she was like introducing she, someone to someone who well, she like, like saved a life. She sings her song. She interviews a friend, and then she talks about like dogs, you know, getting saved from shelters for like forty five minutes. And you're just like, which one of these things can we not do? But she, that's like part of the like Ellen vibe of it all. You know, it needs to have like a human interest. The whole piece. thing down to the set. It's just the 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 openness of the set, the like living roomy set. Mm-hmm. It's so Ellen. Yeah, but it's going to be successful. But Ellen doesn't tell. sing Walking on Broken Glass in the beginning, and Kelly always sings a cover. <laughs> she loves a cover. Oh, it's so good. Is she going to run out of covers? Never. Is that one of those things? Never. Never. What song would you like, if you weren't at the Kelly Clarkson show, what song would you want to hear Kelly Clarkson cover? Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under? Ooh, that would be so good. Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under? Oh my God, under? that'd be, She'd be so good. good. Another country song, that would be so good. Yeah. Whose bed have your boots? Mm, Whose bed okay. have your boots been under? All right. Um, or my favorite Shania Twain song. Do you know what my favorite Shania Twain song is? Number one Shania Twain, Never Will Be Beat. What is it? No One Needs to Know. Number I know one you Shania like that song. song. They don't you normally know, have it at karaoke. You know, though, my, favorite so. Kelly, my favorite Shania Twain song. Which one? Um, The one that I always sing in karaoke. Um, if You're Not In It For Love, I'm Out Of Here. That one. Oh, yeah. Which you didn't know until Vegas. I know. I didn't know it. But I learned it. And I was like, fuck, this song is incredible. I would have her sing that song. She definitely that song knows is, it. That song is... Come on over is so fucking good. So good. Okay, so Sally Rooney probably knows Rooney Mara, but does Rooney Mara know who Sally Rooney is? Also, Sally Rooney, who are them? Okay, love you. Me and Green. Bye. Sally Rooney, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Who? <laughs> Literary them, I guess. Right. Just like she's trendy right now. We really keep on like doing we these are like little cop outs like country them like I almost feel like it's a cop out to be like Sally Rooney well, she's, she's like a, a book them a then let's not even say what she is in her niche she's a everyone's a them to who's somebody. a book them like Stephen King that's it <laughs> like like God who wrote the Bible like Oprah book them like mystery writers you know 
Agatha Kiss Christie. Dean Kuntz. You know, John Grisham. <laughs> That's true. Those you know what are I'm No, totally, totally. Sally Rooney still a who in that world. Also, does Sally Rooney know who Rooney Mara is, or is does Rooney Mara know who Sally Rooney is? They both know who each other are 100%. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, first time. Um, I've been home from work sick, and I somehow managed to watch three rom-coms where Paula Patton plays essentially the same evil hot girl, and I guess I was just wondering, Paula Patton, who are them? Crunch, crunch. Paula Patton really doesn't have much range. No. No offense to Paula Patton. She she's is great one at what of my she, favorites. She's great at what she does. She's got a talent, and she should stick to that talent. Paula Patton, who are them? One, two, three, who? who? Total who. But like when she, she went through like a bunch of drama with Robin Thicke and with she was Robin. like had some like there was some Vemi, Vemi celebrity stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise. And then she like kind of had a breakdown and like cut all of her hair off and then was kind of going nuts. And now I think she's. I loved her rom-com down. about being a, a flight attendant or whatever. No, you didn't. It's not even a good rom-com. I loved it though. It's I told you terrible. I liked, it. I liked it. What was it called? Baggage claim? I, lo- I loved it. I told Awful. you I loved it. She is, however, in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is like my second favorite Mission Impossible. So good for her. I love you, like, Next oh, one. the rom-com's bad, but she's my second favorite Mission Impossible. Okay, like, <laughs> whatever. Get over it. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I was just doing some research on Greta Thunberg, a climate activist, famous teen from Sweden. And I knew that she had come to the U.S. on an emissions-free sailboat. But I was just, like, looking at her Instagram, trying to learn more about that. And I saw, to my huge surprise, that the person who actually skippered her boat, like, and literally sailed her across the Atlantic, is Pierre Kasiragi, um, U.S. who, Royals of Monaco, them, a.k.a. Prince, uh, Princess Grace Kelly's grandson, um, and I just thought that was so crazy and weird and interesting that a literal handsome prince sailed this climate change activist across the ocean uh, related to Grace Kelly. All right, um, me and Grace. Pretty sure that's Kiara. Hi, Kiara. Hi, Kiara. Another fun fact about Greta is that her mom competed in Eurovision in a f- quite a few years ago. Did you know that? What was the song? Let's play it here. I don't know. I didn't look it up, but she did. <laughs> Somebody called in and told us that. That she... Okay, let's play the song. I want to hear this song. That's amazing. Her name is Malena Ernman, in case you're mm-hmm. wondering. And she performed in Eurovision. And I think she came in, did not come in first place. She's, no, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't win. <laughs> she didn't win. She didn't win. It's fine. She it's didn't fine. win. She could have and she should have because that was great. Yes. What more could you want from a Eurovision song? Exactly. Because you had you had your techno, you had your uh, you had your opera, which is just like mixing genres and showing off your voice, mm-hmm. and that light show. Look and at that light show. Her and her father is a Swedish like playwright, an actor. So she comes from a super artist family. Mm-hmm. And cool. I don't really know a ton about her origin. I think she is a them right now, for sure. Greta? Yes. Yeah. For sure. 
Hey, Lindsay Robbie, medium time, long time. I'm watching the Emmys, and I'm wondering, is Tim Allen a who or a them in the year 2019? Okay, crunch, crunch. Sorry to this man. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, who are them? One, two, three, them. them. Yeah. Who cares? He's a but them. But, like, not Home for long, I feel <gasps> like. <laughs> <gasps> but also the Santa Claus, which makes it, like, I feel like even if you kids did obviously don't watch Home Improvement, they've all seen the Santa Claus because, like, it's one of those movies that just comes out every year and people watch it. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, uh, medium time, medium time. I'm sure you're getting lots of calls about this, but uh, I just, like, need you to talk about Billy Porter and the Emmys and um, how fabulous he looked and his acceptance speech, but also, like, I'm just wondering if Billy Porter has crossed over into like general themness yet, or like did it happen at the Oscars when he wore that gorgeous dress, or like I I mean I know he's been like a gay them and a Broadway them for a minute, but like what about general themness? So um, thank you. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Scarjo, yummy pop. Me and Grace, bye. There's so many. Okay, Billy Porter, one, two, three. Who? Them? Wow. She convinced you. The only, the real thing that kind of gets me on this is that nobody watches those shows. So, like, it's hard for me to be like, he won an an Emmy. He's a them, but like, he just, no one watched that. I think I would still be on the, like, Phoebe Waller Bridge, I think, is still a who, despite the wins. I think Billy. Because he has so much behind him, there's so like there's so much Billy Porter. There are decades of Billy Porter being around. Just like stuff that he's done that you can see, yeah. And and he's had so much exposure over the past year, and he's been in like very critically successful stuff. But also like his award show stuff, just his red carpet thing. He's making so many headlines. People are like, oh, that guy. That's true. I think he's now Billy That's Porter. True. Like his I think ball. he's transcended his that stuff guy. Was like super yeah. newsy. Yeah. I don't know. I still I think kinda, he's a them. I, I don't know. I feel who. I still feel who. Okay. Gotta go with my gut, you know? But, like, remember when we were watching the First Wives Club and we were like, who sings this montage song that's like, love is on the way? And it was Billy Porter? And it was Billy Porter? That was the best, actually. That was incredible that he sang Love is on the Way. That is such a good song. Come on, that's huge. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And with that, we are done. Thank you for listening to Who's There. Another, oh my God, I think this is the longest we've ever recorded. Uh, or maybe not. It's close. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for uh, bi-monthly, bi-weekly episodes. Every other week episodes. Don't even get me started. And a weekly newsletter. We love all of our supporters. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Buy tickets to our next live shows in Brooklyn. Uh, November 23rd. One is sold out, but the late night still has tickets. Oh, Come yeah, see us so late night. Fun. We're going to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, and with that, we're done. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi there. 
Medium time, first time. Um, I just wanted to call and let you guys know that um, I'm on shift at my restaurant right now, and Freddie Highmore came in. He's sitting in the corner. He asked for a cheddar burger and specifically a large glass of milk with ice to have right when the burger comes. Anyways, I thought you guys should know that. He's kind of nice. All right, me and Grace.